Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life. Alan, how are you feeling today, my brother? Feeling good, feeling good. Do you feel like life's going backwards or forwards at the moment? Ooh, good question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what a track that you selected this week. It's your pick. I do want to say a few things, but before I do, I want to hear reasons and rationale. Go for it, bro. So... Tyler the Creator is an artist that I didn't really get into till quite recently, which I know some of his old fans will find annoying. Uh, I often see them in the YouTube comments complaining about his new fans who only came on board since Flower Boy and, and Igor, which is true. Like I, I did, I did come along after those albums. It makes sense though because Flower Boy and Igor are, in lots of ways, kind of a departure from his earlier work. I think I mentioned in the Earl Sweatshirt episode that a lot of their earlier work with Odd Future had a lot of shock value and it just didn't catch my attention. But even then, you could tell that Earl and Tyler both just had an incredible amount of, of talent. And even some of those old tracks like Yonkers, the, the content might not necessarily be targeting me, but it's still a banger. It's still like a great track. And you can tell that Tyler can rap so it was actually the album Igor that really got my attention and I really wanted to bring a track from that album to the pod but it's more of a soul album the songs are quite short there's not a lyrically dense album in a way that makes sense for the pod but I would still recommend everyone checking out the album really really good concept album and just sounds brilliant so I went to Flower Boy, which is, I think, quite a lyrically dense album. And I thought I'd just go straight in with the first song, Forward, because I think it's a really strong opening track and it sets the tone for the album, I think. It's some sort of thoughtful bars, sets the mood. So yeah, I just thought I would bring it up. What did you think of it? So you were the first person to show me and introduce me to this album. It wasn't that I didn't know about Tyler Creator or Odd Future, but very similar to you. It could it could be an age thing. They just came a little bit. I reckon if we were fifteen and sixteen when Odd Future were out, oh, yeah. we would have been it. all over them. Do you know what I mean? It, I just think it is a bit of an age thing. And so again, just didn't jump into it or dive into it the way that maybe I potentially could have back then. But I was just fucking blown away by this album. I really was, and I I personally believe it is a classic. I'm not sure how much critical or mainstream success this album got, but before I say anything about the track that we're breaking down today, I have to mention Pothole. 
My mother warned me that some niggas ain't my right hand To trust her only my heart and that elder white man His name is Clancy, I fancy him, gotta give him props He half the reason why dealerships even let me cop So now I'm speeding and trying to drive away from the fact That she was right, so I triple left trying to double back The streets are filled with some clues like how I ain't know the stats Fuck it, I see some familiar stuck in the cul-de-sac And I have to mention I ain't got time because those tunes are just so sick yeah they're unreal and you know i'm so blessed you showed me this album like i really like i know i thank you for that uh this is such a good track alan and again i don't know how he found orange rex county but this guy's voice and his tone is just so good and then blending in tyler and his bars you know what i mean he has got bars and tyler can bar for days i know that i've seen his uh freestyle with funk flex and i've I've seen him on loads of things and i've listened to him on other things we know that he can rap that's there's no denying the facts that are in this track it's just too much i find this tune engrossing to say the least it is just oh, i really takes me to some places man it really does I, I just think absolute banger i cannot wait to start Let's go, bro. Who's first? You're up. How many cars can I buy till I run out of drive? How much drive can I have until I run out of road? How much road can they pave until I run out of land? How much land can it be until I run in the ocean? How many cars can I buy till I run out of drive? How much drive can I have until I run out of road? How much road can they pave until I run out of land? How much land can it be until I run in the ocean? Ooh. Snapped you on a couple of those lines. So, my knowledge and catalogue of opening lines is obviously nowhere near as, as vast <laughs> as yours alan but i just feel like what an what a set of opening lines bro what an unbelievable set of opening lines not only just to a track but to an album just unbelievable and for me right from the off you feel like tyler is struggling with something and initially i thought he was just struggling with the trials and tribulations of everything that comes with fame you know materialism and trying to find meaning and make sense of it all because he's talking about how many cars can he drive buy till he runs out of drives how many you know you know what i mean it's just we've spoken about materialism we spoke about fame and all those tribes um in the past before but i you know i managed to get a chance to listen to this tune twice on the way to work twice on the way back and it just screams to me of something else and it screams to me that he's trying to run away and he's trying to run away as far and as fast as he can. It's, it's not just a case of I'm trying to run away from something. It's like I am trying to run away as quick as possible and as far as, way can, as far as possible too. And I guess you can picture these lines. And that's something that screamed out to me about this track, which I think upon enough listening, something that I love when we break down tunes is duality. There's duality to these bars. And I picture it in two ways. You know those scenes where you you have your 2.4 family and the girl and boy run into the ocean on the beach and there's a sunny backdrop and it's pure joy, mm. yeah? But then there's the other side when you walk into an ocean with a pitch black backdrop and you walk into the ocean and it's freezing cold, but you're numb inside. So you don't feel it. And you just walk and walk and walk 
until you're submerged and you're gone. But you think that you're free. And that's how these lines come across to me. Oof, that's crazy. It reminds me of The Bell Jar, which is a novel. And in, in that novel, the author essentially commits suicide by just swimming and then keep swimming out until they can't anymore. It's crazy. Um, I snapped you on the first two bars there. I completely agree. It's like Tyler clearly has a bunch of questions to ask on this track and on this album. And I think they're questions that lots of people ask themselves in various ways at various times in their life. He talks a lot on this album about how he uses his material possessions, specifically his cars, to make up for something else, for something more meaningful. And he buys things to feel better things we buy to cover up what's inside as kanye would put it we buy a lot of clothes but we don't really need them things we buy to cover up what's inside and like kanye he's questioning if that's effective or not and how long can it last and like personally i don't think i would go too much for like retail therapy i don't spend a lot i don't shop a lot but one of the things i do do is i will procrastinate by buying things in a sense that if I think oh, I need to do more exercise, oh, first I should buy a better bike, first I should buy this, first I should buy that. Or if I feel like I need to practice music more, I need to get a better guitar, I need to get a better... And so you use over-preparing as a method to procrastinate. And it's just, it's something that I do all the time. And I remember when I was at school and I had drum lessons and the teacher saying to me, you don't need the equipment, you don't need a drum kit you know don't just get a couple of pencils and practice rhythm you know you can work with what you've got it's such good advice like you do just need to work with what you've got and instead of procrastinating looking for the next big thing because like no amount of possessions and no amount of having all the right equipment is going to get you the thing you want it's just a distraction so that's really relatable and then how much drive can i have till i run out of road like you said tyler seems like a really motivated guy like he built his career up at a really young age. He was a teenager when Odd Future was was blowing up, and even then he was wondering: Is he going to run out of drive? Is he going to run out of steam or passion? And again, it's so relatable to me. One of the things I always worry about is: What if I stop caring about the things that I like doing, the things that I say I'm passionate about? Maybe I was never really passionate about them in the first place. If I get bored of it, or, or maybe I was just doing it for some other reason. For me, part of the problem is I'm just interested in a lot of things. Like I am interested in like music and art and writing and programming and like snowboarding. Like I want to do all the things. And so you end up not really investing enough time in any single one of them. And I think a problem comes up for me when I try to, I try to excel at all of those things instead of just enjoy doing them. Can't just enjoy doing a bit of painting, got to do it right can't just enjoy noodling on the guitar, I've got to do it right. And you make it a thing that you have to perfect, it becomes a chore and the fun comes out of it. So totally relatable line for me. It sounds like Tyler has some similar worries and, you know, he's, he's wondering if he runs out of road, maybe he won't be interested in his music anymore and he's got nowhere to go with it. And it's really relatable, man. Facts. Who's next? You're up. How much cooler can I get until I run out of fans? How many fans can I have until they turn on the AC? And if the AC blow up, well, then I'm TNT. I'm gone. How much cooler can I get until I run out of fans? How many fans can I have until they turn on the AC? 
see if the AC blow, well then I'm TNT, I'm gone. This is just such a sly flex for me, Alan. Such a sly flex. Tyler, again, is questioning the meaning of life. But at the same time, I'm thinking, like, look what he's saying. Like, the double entendres here, for me, are really, really clever and really different. He's so cool that there ain't enough fans to make him cooler than what he already is. He has so many fans, literally, that metaphorically, they're going to have to switch the AC on. But he just has too many fans, so many people that love and adore him, that it's going to overload the AC and he's going to blow up into the stratosphere in terms of popularity. Or is he going to blow up and leave this world? I just think it's sick. I just think it's nasty, man. I think it's so clever. And I think, again, something that screams out to me with this is just, it's duality. It's like, on one side, he's showing about how much success he has, how well he's done. And then he tends to end the verse or fit something in the, the lines where it's like, yeah, but what if I'm dead? Or what if I disappear? What if I'm actually exploding? What if I'm gone? It's just, it's so subtle. And it's just so clever. I just think it's nasty, man. It's so good. Yeah, it is really smart. As I'm reading that, I'm thinking when when the fans turn on the AC, he's kind of saying like when they when they go cold on him, right? Like they don't think he's hot anymore. They yeah. they cool off and that's so smart. So clever, bro. That's, I mean, that makes it a triple entendre for me. <laughs> that makes it a triple entendre for me, which is just nasty. Who's next? I'm up. I'm gone and I'm finished and I ain't seen my friends in a minute. I guess nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. I'm gone and I'm finished. And I ain't seen my friends in a minute. I guess nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Uh, like 25% snap on you there, bro. <laughs> um, like you said, great singing on the chorus. I think everyone knows what it's like to lose touch with friends. I know in our friendship group, there was like a year or two where we just didn't meet up as much before lockdown and you weren't, we were allowed to meet up, but we just didn't, you know, kind of combination of individual circumstances and different things going on, everyone's busy. And after a while, you just get used to your routine. And before you know it, it's been like a year or two before you've all caught up and it, you suddenly realize, and it's easy to feel like, oh, I guess that's the end of that friendship, which is how Tyler is obviously feeling, like he's feeling a bit defeated by it but you do have to kind of work at keeping friendships going like you do have to make an effort they don't just happen on their own and if only one side is making the effort then yeah you, you maybe you might be entirely situation it might not be something that's gonna last but I think in any kind of group friendship everyone decides their level of involvement so you just have to make an effort with the people who are important to you I think but yeah, these ideas of loneliness that you have in the chorus, it's a theme throughout this album. And I think this line sets it really well. agree with pretty much everything you say. I had a bit of a different take. I'll give you the, the rest of the lines that I, I snapped. I snapped you on the first two and then the rest over. Guessing nothing lasts forever. Yeah, nothing lasts forever. Nothing sticks together. Sick of sitting in doubt. Please let me figure this out. Out. Nothing sticks together. I mentioned before about 
how good his tone is and how it complements with the music and I just wanted to say that this section of this song really hit me hard Alan and uh, you know I don't know if I'm ready to share or elaborate on the full version of this story but there's no denying the fact that this section by Orange Rex County it take it takes me to a place where I once was I was in a I was in this place you know nothing sticks together sick of sitting in doubt please let me figure this out you know I was literally facts I'm not even making this up staring at a wall for maybe three to four hours literally repeating lines of a similar ilk to this effect over and over and over ahead in my it over and over and over again in my head and it took me there you know listening to this takes me there and as I said before I don't think I'm ready to share it all yet but who knows maybe when another set of bars takes me to this place again that I'll be ready to share but I just thought it was important it's bars rhymes in life and this this section took me to a part of my life where I wasn't ter terribly in a good place but it is just insane the artistry and how good it is in terms of the vocal the blend the lyrics I find I find it unbelievable that it's just made like just depicted it so well that's that's all i had to say on it bro oh, i appreciate you sharing it it's always it's amazing when a song connects with you like that not just in the words but like the delivery and everything facts i'm up shout out to the girls that i led on for occasional head and always keeping my bed warm and trying their hardest to keep my head on straight and keeping me up enough till i thought i was airborne Shout out to the girls that I let on for occasional head and always keeping my bed warm and trying their hardest to keep my head on straight and keeping me up enough till I had thought I was airborne. Bars. It's a clever set of lines here. Um, so Tyler's sexuality was a talking point when this album came out. On the track Garden Shed, he, he, he appears to be coming out himself as either bisexual or gay. And throughout the album, there were lots of little references to that. He never says it explicitly. He doesn't need to. But I thought this line, when he says they're trying their hardest to keep my head on straight. Now, you could read that as the girls just, you know, trying to keep him grounded, keep him on the right path. But there's a very obvious double entendre there of the word straight as in heterosexual. And you're using these girls to keep him straight and to distract him from those other thoughts in the same way that the cars are distracting him from other things. These girls are distracting him from these other things. And again, I can't directly relate to this, but I do feel like I've definitely had relationships where I was only into it just because it seemed like the right thing to do and I didn't actually care that much about it if that makes sense like in the past I think I've had relatively long relationships which I only got I only got into them because I was single and I thought well why not and like why not is such a terrible reason for getting into a relationship like just for the sake of it it's not really fair on the other person as well because they might think that oh, this is something meaningful, and to you, it just isn't. To me, it just wasn't. It was just a, why not? And I still feel guilty about that, and I suspect Tyler feels guilty as well. He sounds like it on this song. But it's an honest thing for him to just to just own up to it, like shout, shout out to them girls, because he feels like he was using them a bit. It's a really good line, man. Clever. I'll tell you now, for, for an intro track that's, I don't think it's a particularly long song, it, it it really delivers. It's got a lot that you can draw out from. It's 
so true. That's what I love about it because sometimes intro tracks are just it's just kind of a bit throwaway, but this is like straight out the straight out of the the buck with bars. You're like, wow. Who's next, bro? I'm up. How many raps can I write till I get me a chain? How many chains can I wear till I'm considered a slave? How many slaves can it be till Nat Turner arrives? How many riots can it be till them Black Lives Matter? How many raps can I write till I get me a chain? How many chains can I wear till I'm considered a slave? How many slaves can it be till Nat Turner arrives? How many riots can it be until them Black Lives Matter? Bars. So he starts asking here about like the monetary value of his art, right? How many raps can I write until I get me a chain? What is his worth? And if art is your profession, you often have to choose between making what is profitable and making like what you're passionate about. And it sounds like it's something he's had to deal with. But he's also questioning like the materialism, like the chains and the jewelry. And it is really a cliche to talk about being a slave to your possessions, but you do sometimes have so much... Like you hold on to things and you can't help it. It's hard not to do. It's something about our nature that makes us do that. And then from that, to jump onto the Nat Turner reference of the slave rebellion is really smart. And talking about how many riots will there be until the Black Lives Matter. This is, I think, 2017. So we're pre-George Floyd. But still, people were talking about this back then, obviously. And it's it's still an important question. Like how many riots will it be? I don't know how much things have changed since then. I don't know how much things have changed since George Lloyd. I think we might still be asking this question in 2022. The fact is, it's a proper shame, to be honest. It does. We've spoken about this so many times with songs that were like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. But even as recent as 2017, a bar like this comes across and is pre-George Floyd. It's like, you know... And Tyler's not an especially political guy in a lot of his songs. He's not that, he's not your Kendrick. He's not going to be dropping those kind of lines. But even Tyler's just like, how many riots can it be? Facts. It's it's so, like they're bars. And unfortunately, they're real bars for kind of the like really sad reasons. Who's next? You're up. Because I got a mansion. My mansion got me some rooms. Then rooms got windows and my windows got some views. Yup. Then views get some stairs and my backyard does too. And if you walk to the bottom, you probably see a pool. You better not drown. Keep them 10 toes up. Because if them 10 toes down, that means you fucked up. And that's what I swim in. Because I got a mansion. My mansion got some rooms. And rooms got some windows. And my windows got some views. And views get some stairs. And my backyard does too. And if you walk to the bottom, you'll probably see a pool. You better not drown. Keep them 10 toes up. Because if them 10 toes down, I mean that you fucked up. And that's what I swim in. Again, Tyler's duality here is just so clever for me. It's just so clever. It's clear that he's flexing about having a big mansion with views and a swimming pool. So he's like flossing to the fullest extent. I mean, he's made it, right? Who doesn't want to have loads of flash cars and a big yard? Like if you were to offer me that tomorrow, that's exactly what I'd want. I'm not going to say no to that. That's kind of for, let's say, 60 to 80% of the populations. That's what people want, isn't it? You want a big yard and you want some flash cars. Uh, obviously with a family to go with that too but again I feel like Tyler is also expressing how he's feeling the mansion being his body or his mind which is like the vessel that is carrying his consciousness and his soul 
and these rooms being part of his brain that again have windows into the, his deeper thoughts and feelings. And if you get to the bottom and the crux of how he's feeling, he, it's that he's staring at that same ocean that I was talking about in uh, the first set of lines or a pool of water and that you better not drown, keep them 10 toes up. Because if them 10 toes are down, then you're dead. And then he says, and that's what I swim in. So he's, it's like he's contemplating taking it all away from himself because he's swimming in it. And he can, he can swim and easily just put his head up and just breathe. But he could so easily, being weighed by down the chains and everything, that all the emotional baggage that he's feeling, he could so easily just keep his head down. And again, you just say, this is so clever. This is so clever. This is so beautiful. This is insane, man. Yeah, man, that's a great take. It's true. Like he is saying, I've got all of this, but I could still end up face down in my pool. And it, and it's not like an uncommon thing. A lot of celebrities and really famous, successful people, successful by, by most measures, have ended up face down in their pool. And it's obvious, like you say, that's what he's swimming in. He, that's what he's dealing with, those thoughts. It's a bar. Unreal. Unreal, man. You're up. And if I drown and don't come back, Who's going to know? Maybe then I'll know. And if I crash and don't come back, who's going to know? Maybe then I'll know. And if I fall and don't come back, who's going to know? Maybe then I'll know. I'm wondering if I don't come back. Maybe then I'll know. Don't come back. Don't come back. Hey, don't come back. Don't come back. No, no. I just wanted to like basically get this off my chest and say I hope anyone who is out there that might be feeling or ever were to feel like this in the future the way that Orange Rex is like those bars that he's delivered and hopefully the sample will do a much better of <laughs> version of translating what the meaning is from what I've said is to do your best to check yourself you know touch base with someone or even something that's authentic and that's genuine to help you find your place in this world. Don't do anything drastic, or even worse, don't do anything subliminal to make decisions in your head to get to that point where you think no one, no one cares about you or you don't matter. Be direct, tackle your shit the way Tyler does throughout this album. You know, throughout this album, he starts off, this is the intro track, and throughout this album, you see him go on a journey. You feel him go on a journey where he's like, I'm going to fucking tackle all this shit that he's mentioned in this intro for me. Because 
to someone or even something, you have to matter, you do matter. And to quote Bars, Rhymes and Life itself, to live with finality is to live with vitality. So make your existence vital at the very least to yourself. And, th- th- you know, that's all I wanted to say, man. That's bars. <laughs> I completely agree. I snapped you just on the very, one of the very last lines there. I'm wondering if I don't come back, who's going to know? And it's like, it's just, it's so, it's such a relatable feeling. Again, it's that feeling of loneliness, isn't it? And um, again, I'm sure everyone has at some point felt, oh, no one cares. Like, these, this, or this specific person doesn't care. And like you say, it's so important to try and remember that there's someone that does, and even if you don't know about it. And there are also people who, like, it might not mean a lot, but there are people who abstractly care about you, even if they don't know you, like care about the worth of randoms they've never met. And and it that like, you can find those people. So, yeah, that, that's a really nice spin on it. And I guess I the one thing I also thought about this is it made me think of a one-sided friendship, right? Like, if I don't come back, then I'll know. It's like... If you walk away from a one-sided friendship or a one-sided relationship and then they don't come after you, you might then you might know. And and I'm not saying you should be like a toxic person throwing down ultimatums or whatever, but if you feel like you're giving a lot to someone and they're giving nothing back, it might be worth putting some distance between yourself and seeing if they come back. But yeah, such a such a great and, and emotional ending to the song and such a brilliant start to the album really really glad i found this album unbelievable shit man i've gotta do nothing but give thanks to tyler the creator for generating delivering whatever you want to call it this unbelievable piece of music nothing but love to tyler creators fans nothing but love to all the brl listeners nothing but love to you alan one peace